This meeting is being recorded. Welcome to another edition of the Guillotine Press, the podcast harder than the Go Go's. And I know that's what <laughs> Heath is listening to right now. He can fake Ooh. all you Metallica shit. I know he's listening to fucking Go Go's right now, though. It's a front, yeah. All that Metallica shit online. It's a it's a front. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm just listening to your beautiful voices. Every time Je- uh, Heath comes up, it just says Josh Heath. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So Josh Heath is talking. So for those of us that don't know, um, because COVID is running rampant amongst us right now, we are actually recording this episode via Zoom. So right now uh, we're all in our in in our uh, respective homes, uh, and I'm on video in our Zoom. Travis is on video, but Josh is a pussy yeah. and he won't turn his video on. So he's got he's got the Taylor Swift drop album drop or something album party. Yeah, he's probably just laying in. I'm, I already, I already. He said he's not, but I'm like he's definitely laying in bed, shirt off, Cheetos on his stomach. Yeah. It's the whole thing going on. Yeah, oh, but, uh, Cheetos <laughs> do sound good, dude. So, yeah, uh, can like, we get a sponsor? Like, what What is the sponsor? <laughs> what is Cheetos? It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, we'll, we'll just when we start posting online, we'll just start tagging them. Until they, start, until they throw us, throw us a little go, love. We need to go after munchies. Munchies were the shit. Dude, that used to be my fucking snack of choice. Yeah, like my the bar food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my God. Because it was like Cheetos, pretzels. Uh, what the fuck else was in there? Then they have some like Chex Mix stuff in there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chex Mix. And like um, they had like a, a fucking cheddar chip, too, or something. Dude, I don't know. It's for stoners dude, and drugs. It was all grub. That's <laughs> what it was. So, well, like, so we got to be honest. It's a metal podcast. We need to be sponsored by Monster Energy. Absolutely. <laughs> I just took two caffeine pills, so we're ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh, healthy. I'm going healthy. Yeah, as yeah. as he's currently infected with COVID. So, how's your? Tell us about your COVID experience so far, Travis. So, as a well, it was actually a perfect situation for an anxious person because I never really knew if I had it or not. So that's great because it was like nice. I tested positive twice in a row with the at-home tests. Then I went to immediate care, and she was probably like, I don't know. It, she didn't know her ass from home base. So I, I don't know if she, <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know if that test was accurate, but that was negative. And then I came home and tested positive again. And roses were both negative. So like I said, for the uh, for the anxious person, it was kind of the perfect scenario. Because <laughs> I was like, because okay, you got a little go you back hit, to work. You, it was totally <laughs> you had positive and negative. So you're like, can I just get something conclusive here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be the dickhead that like goes, but goes back to work before Thanksgiving and like gives it to people and shit. And then like fucks up everybody's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So are you, uh, cause you, when did you take that test? That was, was that last weekend? Um, yeah. That was like Friday, like yeah. Thursday or Friday. That's right. Yeah. Cause that's when we decided we were like, yeah, we can't get together. And it kind of mm-hmm. threw a wrench in our operation, but but yeah, can you caught it from my lovely daughter? So she uh, is very grateful to oblige you with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, I swore, I swore to Christ that I caught it because um, she tested because she tested positive earlier in the week, and I basically took I took the last four days off of work, and I've just been home with her, and she's been like sneezing and coughing on me, and I'm like, oh, it's fucking, it's gonna happen. 
And yesterday I like in the middle of the day, like I started feeling kind of weird. Like I didn't feel horrible or anything, but like if you graded on a scale of one to 10, like 10 being bad, I felt like a three. So it's like, I just, I just like something was, was brewing there. So Kate, I went and Katie got me another test today and I tested negative again. So I'm like, okay, did I actually just like catch a cold somehow, even though it was just me and Phoebe at home all week, but whatever. Can't you be like a carrier too? Like it, isn't that a thing? I don't don't know how the fuck all this works. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Well, like Uh, uh, I told Katie too, the night that I like was like, okay, maybe like I should get tested because we had heard about Phoebe. I put on one of these masks and if uh, like no one sees this video, um, it's like one of those old school, like uh, Halloween masks from like the sixties and seventies. And I couldn't fucking breathe in it. Like this was right before we (laughs) recorded our human centipede episode. Yeah. I was like, (sighs) you know, just like trying to breathe in it. And I was like, okay, this is a little weird. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a fat fuck, but like, usually I'm not like, <laughs> you know, I, I can usually breathe a little bit better than that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I was like, I need to get tested. Heath, what about you, bud? Uh, negative, bud. Don't have anything. Well, come over and I'll, I'll give you some. I was about to say, he was like the one person that wasn't around my child in the last four, like five days. So he was, he was clear. Did you ever, uh, so no one in your household besides your daughter tested a uh, positive Brooks? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like 99% sure she caught it from daycare because she got sent home from daycare like two days before or yeah. like the day before because they had a, another po- a positive test in her room. So yeah. because they're all close contacts, they sent them all home. But like she had been kind of sick anyway. So we were like, well, let's just fucking let's just test her just to be sure. And we all right. and me, her and Kate took tests and Phoebe was positive, but then Katie and I were negative. Um, so that's where we you're like, all right, well, then I was like, I'll just take off work because whatever. And um, so, yeah, like we've been and that was last week, Thursday. So, yeah, I took off Friday and I didn't work all of this week. And uh, like I said, yesterday, I thought I felt weird and I was negative again. So. Katie hasn't taken another test yet, but like she hasn't shown any decline, let's say. Mm-hmm. So we're just working on the assumption that she's fine, but okay. we'll probably take another test like early next week or something. So anyways, so let's hit Living some of the crazy times. News. I was going to say, maybe we should start talking about music, huh? <laughs> the, the COVID corner. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No so doubt. The first, the first one on this list here that uh, you were so, uh, so so uh, nice to send us this morning, Brooksy, was uh, the rock group Brass Against lead singer Sophia Uranista, I should call her, <laughs> who pissed in the face of a uh, who, who looked like a willing participant. Like this, that guy was like eating it up. Yeah, yeah. This was yeah. This was at the Welcome to Rockville Festival. Uh, it's been a couple weeks now at this point, I think. But yeah, man, that's been causing some some quite the store in the community not just the metal community but just in uh uh news in general like they've like i've never even heard of this band and now they're like the everybody knows who sophia is now you know yeah but yeah this quite it's been quite the uh quite the story because there's there's been outrage you know why would why would anybody piss on anybody especially in public um is one take that you know just the obscenity of it and the lewdness whatever 
And then there's the there's the side in especially like the metal community where it's like that's fucking metal as hell. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, because at the end of the day, it's the guy that was the recipient of the piss. It's not like he was, uh, you know, held down against his will. Like the dude was the guy like Triple H when he got up, you know. So, (laughs) yeah, that dude was like that dude had like a fucking camera on his head and shit. Yeah, he had like a GoPro, but it fell off at some point, I guess. But (laughs) got pissed off. (laughs) So, what what side of the fence do you guys fall on? Are you on the side of that's really inappropriate and that should never happen, or are you like, wow, that's metal as hell? That's not you know not to say you know you loved it or whatever, but like even if it's just like, hey, that doesn't bother me. Or did you think that was badass? Heath, go ahead, man. He didn't bother me. I, I really, I don't have a, an opinion either way. Like, obviously it was in shock value. And if their, their obvious intention was to gain headlines and they got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. I want a uh, Kirk Hammett to piss in my face next time we see Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirk, you're listening. <laughs> well, I guess we know where you stand, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's punk rock, man. I mean, Gigi Allen's like, hold my beer, man. Uh, Gigi Allen's like, please, because uh, yeah. I want somebody to get shit on now. Like, that's what I. That's <laughs> where I go. E- with we it. need to escalate it now. Yeah, that's See, where I, I go with it. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I I actually thought it was pretty. Like, I'm I'll take it there. I thought it was badass. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing. You know, I. You know, nobody was assaulted or hurt or whatever. It was two willing participants in one way, shape, or form. And it was metal as fuck. And like you said, Gigi Allen is saying, hold my beer. Yeah. Um, did you hear, like, I know the band, like, issued an apology, like, immediately. Yeah, I thought that was I wish I wish they didn't. I would have just been, like, leave it up to her. Like, if she feels something about it. But I was like, man, you shouldn't apologize for that shit. Just because a couple, you know, prudes don't like what you did. But And that's probably their well, manager going, like... Uh, yeah, we're getting a little negative press from this, so we might want to get out in front of it. But it's like, ah, I don't know. But man. nobody knew who the fuck you were anyway. So like, yeah. <laughs> this has been nothing but good, if you ask me. <laughs> and did did you hear how the uh, the the venue or NASCAR? Because this yeah, festival was, was at the this festival was at a a NASCAR venue, and yeah. NASCAR has banned them from ever performing at any of their venues. It'd also future. kind of be different if like it was a guy, right? Like, if it's, like, a guy lead singer, that's kind of creepy as fuck. <laughs> like a guy pissing on another guy or a guy pissing on a chick? It doesn't or matter. It doesn't matter? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, how would we – what are the optics of that? Like, if yeah. it's the other way around. I, I don't know. It's just weird. Why, just, like, seeing like uh, seeing some dude just, like, flop his cock out on stage? There's yeah, something about the <laughs> cock that's, like, more obscene. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Absurd. Absurd. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I could see where you're coming from because, yeah, I, I don't know what intelligent thing to say after that, but um, I, I see where you're coming from, though. Like, you know, there's as many a woman hey, will say, there's not much cute about a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. nobody wants to see that shit anyway. So yeah. I can kind of see where you're coming from. Yeah. So but, moving on to something like not funny at all. And that's uh, the, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because it's kind of a downer, but like the Astro World shit. Like, and this has happened, um, like, like Brooks said, we had to take a, a bit of a break because of COVID and shit like that. But the Astro World stuff was just like, 
that was like really disturbing and shit. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the news about Travis Scott and you know, all yeah. that stuff. Not that I could put not much, much. Not, not much of it is positive news either. Like, yeah, there hasn't even been much of a positive spin out of this. Yeah. If you can take one for that, but yeah, it's just like it's crazy how dangerous like these, some of these shows can be, man. Like, you don't yeah. really think about it too at the time. You know, I know that's the first thing I thought of was like I was looking back at like all the hardcore shows I've been to, the festivals I've been to, and I was like, it's just like by a chance of luck that like someone didn't just like kick me in the back of the head or something. Oh like yeah, that and like I had a serious injury. It's yeah, it's. Well, think about like um, at some of these like um, oh, fuck. I, I of course I can't think of the names of any bands right now. It's like think about some of these shows where they're like slam dancing and shit or whatever that shit's called, where they're like swinging their fists around. It's like you, you take yeah. a fist to the temple the wrong way, man. It can kill you. Like yeah. not to be like I'm an old man here, but it's like it can. It's gonna, dude. It's like, gonna you knock know. you down at, at the very least. Oh yeah, you know. Um, I'm not sure how true this is, but I had heard that like one of the big reasons why that whole thing happened was because people were basically just like breaking in so they were over capacity is what i heard Mm -hmm. um so there were more people than actually tickets were sold so they had just like it was just completely over capacity interesting i wonder was there any idea like on a possible number like they were x number over capacity if that's true if that's the case I didn't see anything like that, but man, like you can look at the crowd from like above, like they had that camera angle from above and it just looks like just like it's overcrowded. Like there were way too many people there. Yeah. I will say though, like the festivals we've been to, like the louder than lives, the rock on the ranges, whatever, like when you're, when I've been there and like been in the crowd and in the mix and all that, like, you know, there's a lot of people there, but I don't like if you're in it, I don't it's really hard to really comprehend the mass amount of people that are there. But then like you'll go on Facebook or whatever social media like that night or the next day or whatever. And they'll take they'll like the the concert, you know, the festival, whatever's they'll have like flyovers and they'll take video or take pictures of like an aerial view of the crowd and i and like when i see those i'm just like jaw to the ground i'm like holy shit that's a lot of people yeah you know but at the same time like i never felt unsafe either Mm -hmm. and like i don't know if this is gonna sound like get off my lawn version (laughs) of me but like i feel like the metal and rock community is just different when it comes to like handling being packed in like sardines or a pit or whatever it is because like we always make jokes about it and or people can make jokes about it but like if you're in a pit or something if someone goes down like everybody stops and make sure that person gets up before Mm -hmm. they continue and you know i'm i'm not anybody that's eager to get into a pit but at the same time like when i've been like on the immediate perimeter of one or happen to get in one like i've seen that first half firsthand more often than not where at the end of the day like people are moshing and whatever but like they might try to lay some blows but like nobody's trying to like actually hurt anybody Mm -hmm. and um 
at the Except same for the time like, we were at that uh, Rage Against Machine cover band and you got into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Wasn't that because of me? Because I pushed Brooks into him? <laughs> yeah, it was because of you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, I didn't exactly like try to hold back either. <laughs> right. But I, I think I think I also... sound like an act. He's trying to sound like a badass now. Yeah. He's well, like, I, knock here, him. I put him on well, his ass. Well, here's the thing. Like when it immediately <laughs> happened, because when that here's the thing, when that happened and I hit that guy, like he turned around with and had an, a, an expression of rage on his face that I was like, yeah. oh, this guy wants to go like now. Well, <laughs> you have to be clear that you didn't punch him. You just like <laughs> speared just him, like, like a typical, a typical, you know, mosh pit, you know, good blow. Yeah. You know, and uh, this guy was steaming pissed, yeah. and he turned around. I saw that look on his face, and I'm like, I am not about that life right now. And I was just, <laughs> I was just like, dude, my my friend, he pushed me, and I tripped. Oh, he's selling me up the river. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I dude, I threw you under the bus hard. I'm like, I'm like plastered and shit. I was like, dude, I was moshing my buddy, and he pushed me, and I tripped, and I hit you. I'm sorry. And he, he was like, wasn't here. Yeah, he wasn't having it. But like after a couple minutes, like you guys we, hugged. he finally calmed down and like, oh yeah, I gave him like that bro hug. Like we're cool, man. We cool. Yeah, but Zach yeah, and I were like dying laughing. I remember Zach and I laughing at each other, man, because like we kept on looking over and you guys were like uh, fucking damn near like kissing each other's necks and shit, like <laughs> hugging. You remember how they were hugging? He, <laughs> I was like, these dudes are like making up like extra. <laughs> Over hugging. Overcompensating. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make They're sure like I was extra the safe from there on out. <laughs> no, but yeah, that was uh well that, that was kind of, that was a nice little tangent to get on there. But yeah, yeah, that's that's at the end of the day, like that's kind of my thing though, like talking about like those crowds, like because and I know we had the, we talked about this like when it was me, you and Josh, I don't think you were there, but like me, Trav, Katie, like we were all just like together and we were talking about this and like Katie mentioned a time like um, like several years ago, like me and Kate and a bunch of her girlfriends like went to Bonnaroo and like you'll be at like a hip hop show or like some EDM shit. And like these college kids will just start like going berserk and like they have no regard for anybody around them. And they'll just start like acting nuts and they'll be hitting anything that moves. And like that's the shit that's not safe. Like these people just have no regard for their immediate surroundings or anybody else. That's the shit you don't want to be a part of. And for the most part, I feel like the rock community doesn't do that shit. Well, the rock community is a little older too. Let's there's be honest. that. Let's yeah. be honest. I mean, but still, like you know, there's been plenty of younger folk and early twenties and teen, like you know, high school kid age, college kids age at these shows. And I don't feel like they act like that for the most part. You you're always going to get a couple boneheads in in the group, but like when I was at those shows with her, I'm like, that's, that's like most people that are just acting fools. And mm-hmm. that's the shit that gets people hurt. And right. that's the stuff that needs to stop. That's you know? when Brooks puts you on your ass, but. Oh yeah. All right. So let's, uh let's go a little personalized before we get, I know we wanted to talk about like Grammy nominations and shit um, after this, but let's, let's go into a little, little personal, what we've been listening to and stuff. I want to personalize a little bit. Heath, let's get you talking a little bit. You fucking, there's no screen over there. Just says Joshua Heath. So let's get him talking. <laughs> uh, the man that has no face, which is me. I have been listening to a lot of sleep 
which I've been sending you, Travis. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of High on Fire. So I'm really digging into the Matt Pike side of music right now. Um, yeah, a lot of Black Sabbath. So it's all really kind of tying in together. A lot of that, you know, doomy, sludgy kind of music. So that's what I'm kind of into right now. And I kind of been digging back into the old Metallica. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much going way back right now. Metallica minute. <laughs> <laughs> what right, you been so, on? so I'll go. I'll go. I, I have one band that I've been listening to um, a little bit here recently. Uh, have you guys ever heard of uh, Monster Magnet? Have you guys listened to Monster Magnet at all? Uh, not. So they're they, kind of they like sounds familiar. I don't think I really know them though. So they were they were like they were like pretty popular in the late nineties. You probably have heard of them. They sing that song, Space Lord Motherfucker. That's it. I do. Yeah, I know that. That's but like, I know that track. Or that song. Of like older albums uh, that I've been listening to, listening to quite a bit. It's like stoner rock, like kind of kind of stonery rock. Uh, if you want to dig into them, uh, the album Super Judge and Dope to Infinity, I really, really dig. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, like i've been in a stoner rock kick lately like uh, the band captain beyond also i'll, I'll put a, i'll put a uh, i'll put a couple tunes on the uh, playlist this week but a lot of stoner rock over not not to reveal anything of what i've been doing but a lot of stoner <laughs> rock going on over here on sandringham he's like i'm not saying anything but stoner rock yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i like it Roxy, what about you? Me, I'll be honest. Like the 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 uh, the casual listening has been very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but what I have been listening to is, and it's it's a topic that we'll talk about. Is I was getting into some of the stuff with uh, kind of around the Grammy noms uh, that have been coming out. <laughs> As, as Travis flashes up a picture of the Zodiac Killer as I'm talking, which is pretty awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so like I've been, and you know, I won't get into it too much, um, but I've been listening to a little bit of that, those, those tracks and some of those bands, like for instance, uh, we were talking earlier about Dream Theater. And uh, so I, I, I did start listening to that album a little bit. Um, what was it called? Images, images and words. And, images and words. Yeah. I was listening to that. I was really kind of digging that. I was, mm-hmm. I was uh, just kind of chilling on my couch earlier. I had that going, and uh, that's some good stuff. So that Dream Theater's quality stuff. I uh, that was that's good listening for sure. But um, so yeah, so there, there's a there's a few bands for you guys to check out. So the next topic we kind of had was, uh, and Brooksy, you can read some of these uh, songs out unless you want me to. But we wanted to do like a little activity of like picking our like the uh, Grammy nominated best metal songs and which one that we would pick personally. But Brooks, do you want to read those off? Yeah, for sure. Um, so just in the last couple of days, hell, maybe it was even today or yesterday. Um, but the nominations, the Grammy nominations for uh, were released and we were kind of perusing the list of best metal songs for this year. So, and those songs are in no particular order uh, Deftones, Genesis, mm-hmm. Gojira with Amazonia, Mastodon, Pushing the Tides, Rob Zombie with The Triumph of King Freak, 
and then Dream Theater with The Alien. So I, what I kind of want to do with this is I want you guys to make a prediction of what you think will win and what you want to win. How about that? Because those okay. don't necessarily have to be the same thing. Heath, you go ahead. Okay, so I guess I'll start with – so do you want me to start with what I want to win or what I uh, – Hey, bud, this is, your, this is all you, man. Okay. You do you. Well, uh, Rob Zombie's not going to win. Um, <laughs> the band that I think will win, I would guess it's Mastodon, Pushing the Tides. Um, pretty sure Mastodon's won a Grammy before. Um, I don't know. They just they give off that band that would win the metal, the metal Grammy. They're a very, they're like a, a music reviewers band. You know what I mean? Like music yeah, the, reviewers love Mastodon. The curled up mustache. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think, and this is my bias probably, but uh, I'd say Genesis by Deftones. I thought that whole album was flawless. Um probably their second or third best album it was just incredible so that's what i would pick their nice. second or third best album really yeah ohms was uh it's pro- i'd probably say third <laughs> i was about to say Ooh, that's deep <laughs> yeah third all right so i'll go next uh i think it's going to be gojira amazonia and i want it to be gojira amazonia I think that song's killer. I think that they deserve, um, and I'm not sure if they won a Grammy or not for Magma. Uh, you, one of you two may know I don't that. think they did. Yeah, I, I think they deserve it, man. And I think that they're a band with some buzz right now, and I think that that's going to – I think you know how this shit works, like the Grammys and the Oscars and all that kind of shit. Like if you've got the buzz and you're an upcoming band and you're like, what's kind of not what's popular now but what's like like you said the critics eye Heath like who are the critics loving I would predict uh Mastodon or Gojira but I'm gonna go Gojira that song is killer by the way like that's that song is just there's a eeriness to it like that that like blowing it it sounds like somebody's blowing across the top of a bottle or something like in that song and And it it also has, has like a statement on like the current state of the world when it comes to like you know burning down the amazon and just kind of like killing our planet so uh, yeah i would agree that they do probably have i would say they have a good shot as well yeah yeah Brooksy? for sure and i honestly man like when i saw that amazonia got the nod i was actually kind of surprised because i i thought that they might have that might not have even been the song that got chosen from that that record mm-hmm. like i'm not against it but i like i thought they could have even picked like another world or born for one thing and they all could have been equally equally uh solid contenders um you wanted that new kid rock song didn't you oh absolutely it, it would no it would have been kid rock uh you know limp biscuit dirty little biscuit um right. what else would there have been yeah i don't know Chumble, did Chumble one make paper anything cuts. lately no. machine gun kelly paper cuts was on heath's list yeah. Oh, that was like top three for him. One, two, and three. But going back, that Kid Rock song is the worst thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But let's it's not get off. Let's not, let's let's not get too off track or quite yet. Um, we can always come back to that though. Um, <laughs> so my picks. Um, I'm with Travis on the what I want to win. I do want Gojira to win. 
Um, but I don't think they will win. Uh, I was torn between which one I think will win. I was torn between Mastodon and Dream Theater, but in the effort of just being different, I'm going to say Dream Theater is going to win. Um, I was, and I think that like being from, from the, from the critic's eye, as Travis referenced, I think a critic will look at Dream Theater and the, the construction of the tra- of the song. And I, cause I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of good pieces and tech, like technical aspects about that song. And I think just the piece itself is going to win out. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning. But um, if I, so like Mass Down would probably be like my 1B, but I'm going to go with Dream Theater as the one that I think is going to win. So we'll just have to come back after the Grammys and in, they're in like January, I think. I could be wrong, but we'll have to come back to that and see who was right and who was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's pretty much all of the news. So I think it's the time of every show where we get step into the guillotine, I should say. Yes. And this week is going to be quite a battle. One I've been looking forward to for a couple of weeks um, as we're going to, we're going to have kill switch engage enter the guillotine with um, the end of heartache from 2004 and alive or just breathing from 2002. Um, so looking at uh, alive or just breathing, which came first in 2002, um, we have uh, 12, 12 tracks on the album. I won't read all of the tracks, but uh, highlighting some of the key ones are, um, you know, you have your lead track, which is called Numbered Days. You have My Last Serenade, Life to Lifeless, um uh let's see and just barely breathing among others you know excellent album um so josh or trav do you guys want to take us through uh the end of heartache just a quick I, quick overview yeah i can the end of heartache from 04 um first album with the great howard jones um starts off with a bid farewell take this oath uh, when darkness falls, um, the end of heartache, of course, just to name a couple of these, uh, popular album, the world of blaze wasted sacrifice and ends with hope is, uh, boys who wants to start with this one. Uh, I say Josh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I feel like Josh so, has always been like our, uh, our, our final guy lately. He's yeah. always the last one. So we're going to make him yeah. go first one time. Yeah, and, then, yeah that's fine. and we should have uh, we should mention this. So, alive or just breathing is Jesse Leach as the front man, correct, Josh? Right. And then correct. Oh four is the end of heartache is the first album with Howard Jones. So right. Yep. All right. So this one was really tough for me. Um, man, both of these albums are were huge they were like they had such a big impact on me and in my music taste growing up and you know the mid to when i was finally starting to get like my own taste in music away from like what my dad you know gave me to play back in the day so this was like me branching off and finding who i was and what i was interested in musically um and that was really one of the first records i remember going to best buy and being like 
yeah, this is like this is like what I like was the end of heartache. Um, So that's what I'm going with. I mean, that whole album to me will always not only be sentimental, but one of the greatest metalcore records of all time. It's influenced countless bands. Um, I, I think it has the best song from kill switch engage, which in my opinion is uh, Rose of Sharon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I mean, that song, Yeah, Rose of Sharon is, I mean, it, it leaves me speechless every time, and I've heard it probably a thousand times in my life. But the other thing is, like, when I think of The End of Heartache, I also think of the title track, The End of Heartache, which is, it's like, the only way I can describe it is like, like a, like a super heavy ballad, uh, it's really puts Howard Jones's vocals on display. I mean, Howard Jones, like an amazing vocalist uh, when it comes to singing and screaming. I mean, it's hard to find somebody else that's just as good as him in that genre um, at doing both. I mean, look, no, it takes so much talent to sing a Ronnie James Dio song. They covered Holy Diver. Uh, later on in their career and they did it justice and it takes a lot of talent to be able to do any Dio song justice so uh, the, the whole album from start to finish I mean I love it it means a lot to me um, not to get too uh, like sentimental with it but <laughs> yeah man it, and then you have When Darkness Falls which was on the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack if I'm not mistaken right Travis yeah yeah I fact checked that as yeah. well yeah so I mean it's mid 2000s it's my youth this entire album is just dude i can i i listen to it all the time still to this day um i went back to alive or just breathing probably when a year or two after i got into kill switch um i mean i love that album too it's super heavy my last serenade is a classic um you can't go wrong with either album but i would say in my objective opinion, or should I say subjective opinion, the end of heartache takes the cake for me. All right, I'll go next. <laughs> I like it. Why are you laughing? Thinking Brooks out to dry. Um, no. So I'll start. Like I, I've been doing, kind of like the what I like about both albums, and then I pick. But um, just starting with the alive or just breathing uh, with Jesse Leach, I wasn't. Um, like I wasn't big into this like movement in in metal, you know, like like you said, the metal core movement. So a lot of the stuff, like uh, kind of like I think during this time period, because this is when I was in high school. Well, not no two, but you know, like middle school, I think is what we were in. Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but um, a lot of hits to the head since then. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I think I was into like tool and, you know, a lot of that kind of other kind of stuff. Um, but this kind of scene like really missed me. So this was my first, like I mentioned it on episodes past, but this is my first like really dive into kill switch engage. Um, so I didn't really even know that, uh, these two albums had different, you know, frontmen and stuff. I knew Jesse Leach used to sing for him and cause that had come up before when we saw him live. Um, but listening to alive and just breathing, like, uh, some of my favorite tracks were to the sons of man and temple from within. I thought those songs really, really heavy. It's a heavy record. 
but those songs in particular, man, I loved. But then when I went into the end of Heartache, um, Howard Jones's vocal uh, prowess is just on display right from the opening track. And that's, spoiler alert, that's going to be my pick. I'm going to kind of bury the lead here. But a bid farewell, like these first couple, these first four tracks, man, like no skips at all. Like you can just go right straight forward. And no offense to Jesse Leach, but Howard Jones just has a different power to his voice. Uh, It's just a powerful voice, man. A bid farewell, take this oath. Uh, when Darkness Falls, a an awesome fucking song, man. Uh, Rose of Sharon, yeah. like you mentioned. Um, and End of Heartache, of course. And then um, Hope Is, the, the end of the album. Uh, extreme, like, you know, it, it's just a heavy record, man. And one of my favorite, um, I, I said this also with Machine Head, but this is, this album I've been listening to like this last week, um, like, kind of on like not on repeat but like you know queuing it up every so often just to give it a good nice listen through um just this last week man because you know we've been working a lot and shit but yeah like i uh it's got to be the end of heartache for me i just think that the the power of howard jones vocal style man is nothing to fuck with and you can kind of see why they were such a a force in that metalcore movement during from, you know, the decade or whatever that he was in the band, uh, just a powerful, powerful vocalist, man, but it's gotta be the end of heartache. All right. Well, I guess that leaves me to either fall in line or be the other side, but you know, I, I would love to say that I'm going to be the guy that goes the other way, but I, I I just can't, (laughs) I just can't. Um, you know, there's, there's not much, I mean, there's, I don't know. That's, that's the easy way out. I'm not going to say there's not much more to say, but I'm going to take it from a, I'll take it from a perspective of just like what I thought about the overall album construction. And then like, I have like just a thought on these albums as, and the band in general, like listening to alive or just breathing with these two vocalists you have two different styles of band in my opinion um so with alive i think overall alive is a much heavier album overall um there there are still elements of the clean vocals within um a lot of some of the songs but i think once you get howard in the picture um that mix of um, you know, the, the deep metal heavy vocals that you would be accustomed to and then showing the range of an actual good voice becomes more prominent in their work. Um, and I think you see a lot, uh, you, you, that is very much on display on a regular basis um, in the end of Heartache. So if you want more of a just general heavy heavy band sound like alive or just breathing is going to be the album for you but i think that the end of heartache is just better um you know this this album kind of gives you a more polished version of the band like i said howard coming into the picture i think took the band takes the band in a whole different direction for the for the better if in my opinion yeah like too 
their their heavy sound is still there, but with Howard's vocals, it just adds another dimension uh, and, and and highlights that that quality of the band that was there before. Um, and at the same time, like when you when you're listening through the end of Heartache, um, you know, because like you'll have songs. And of course, I the the track list escaped me at first. But like Travis mentioned earlier, like the first four songs on here are just like unbelievably, unbelievably amazing. Like A Bid Farewell is a phenomenal opener. Rose of Sharon, like Heath Highlight said, probably one of their best songs. Then you have another, then you have the end of Heartache a few songs later, which is unbelievable as well. And then just going down to the bottom the world wasted sacrifice hope is these tracks are unbelievable and there is not a wasted second on this album um and i think like on a live like there's there are there are gaps um specifically for me at the end and um so it's it's just for those reasons i think the end of heartache is better um album construction like if you if you're one of those guys that really focuses on album construction, you see a, a very cohesive unit with the end of heartache as well. Like there's a there's a a part in there. Um um um, um I forget exactly which songs now. Sorry. Um, which album are you talking about? The end of heartache. Like for instance, okay. Inhale. So uh, the track Embers Rise, which is the instrumental track. What what and this is kind of what highlights the the album construction and like how it's like we always talk about like albums are meant to be listened to as a whole piece um it seamlessly transitions into a world ablaze and like literally note for note it just like begins a new track and i think that's something that's really cool about this album is like there's like it's a very focused on like album construction and certain tracks just flow into other tracks so like it's not meant to be listened to on shuffle and it's meant to be listened to straight through and it's just a phenomenal experience so um i think the end of heartache is the winner and it's not even fucking close (laughs) yeah i just think uh and like i said like this is no offense to jesse leach but i don't i just don't think that he's in the same league as howard jones like i think with howard jones they were just able to do a lot more stuff and uh, with Jesse Leach, you know, you have like the metalcore band and stuff, but they, they were just elevated with Howard Jones, man. Yeah. yeah it's almost like completely. they, they just, it's almost like they just, you know, I don't want to say matured, but they just found, they just found this thing with him and it just worked, you know, like just that dimension that he brings, it just absolutely fit in beautifully with his band and, and like Travis, like we saw them uh, just a couple months ago when they, they opened for Slipknot at Knotfest and they performed uh, Holy Diver, which we've seen Killswitch many times, but I don't think we've ever seen them play that song live. And like even live, absolutely smashed it. Like just just awesome stuff. So I love it. Love them. One thing I think we did miss, we talked a lot about Howard, but... Uh... The riffs on both mm-hmm. of these albums, um, incredible. Like it's top-notch metalcore riffs, breakdowns. Um, 
the entire band is just like they they mold so well together and it just i think it's like they're the perfect metalcore band they really are too and i'm glad you mentioned that too josh because like i'm not even going to try to go back to my notes but like even like and i can't remember specific songs but like there would even be songs where you're listening and you're like okay this is kind of a you know a paced down song but if you're just if you focus on the riffs like they're always maintaining heavy and like it's not like a ballad you know like it's still a heavy ass song at its core but whether it be the pace or the vocals or whatever like it's yeah. definitely not you know it's definitely still very much a metal song right mm-hmm. so yeah they have a really good knack for that and it's pretty awesome so I think it's a clean sweep here at Guillotine Press. Um, Full on love fest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't even a battle; it was a love fest. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I just gotta say, I'm surprised, Heath, that you picked uh, like uh, two albums with different lead singers. I thought it was uh, because a lot of people they either are um, the end of heartache fans or they're alive or just breathing fans. Um, it really just depends on how, it, it just really depends on your taste. Like mm-hmm. um, alive or just breathing is more of a raw sounding album. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Brooks kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier. Um, and then you have the end of heartache, which is more polished. And um, in my opinion, Howard's the better vocalist. Um, but I just thought it was, it'd be interesting to hear what we all thought on it yeah no for sure two two good albums though like like oh yeah really good albums very much an awesome listening experience for both albums for sure i considered doing uh the end of heartache verse as daylight dies but i thought that would be too easy um i don't know maybe we should have done that but this one was fun i thought it was fun to do uh yeah two the two singers Oh yeah, no. It kind of it, it gave me uh, more of an appreciation of Howard Jones. Dude, he's <laughs> Again, incredible. Not to man. shit on Jesse Leach, but <laughs> it was just more of my kind of Howard Jones. Like I said, is in the class of like a Mike Patton and you know people like that. Got like great frontman, you know. Oh, great dude, vocalist. he's incredible, man. Yeah. So oh, I think that um, sure. I think that's a clean sweep here at Gantine Press, and uh, I think that about does it, right? I think so. Yeah. I do think so. Brooksy, you want to hit us with the socials? Yeah, we might as well. So um, on Facebook, you can find us, Guillotine Press. Or if you search it, you can search at Guillotine PM on Facebook. You'll find us that way. Same thing on Twitter, at Guillotine PM. Um, Instagram, you can find us at Guillotine underscore press one, the number one. Um, And then, of course, if you ever want to send us an email, uh, guillotinepressmedia at gmail.com um and that's that does it so i guess we'll uh, thank you for joining thank you for joining us on this uh dive into the 2000s to cover kill switch engage uh all about edition of the guillotine press (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah this was fun though man uh it was good to get to get back together and talk with you boys absolutely for sure absolutely all right everybody stay healthy Don't be licking doorknobs, and we'll see you next time. Rock on.